What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 230 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturm and Matt Deitch, what's up? Man, you button hooked me on that opening right there. I was yawning. Button hooked you? Yeah, I was yawning as you <laughs> came, it's late. came in there strong, man. I was like, whoa, all right, here we go. Yeah. Don't get that yawning yep. on air here. So, yep. well, no, it's, I'm doing good. It's 9.15 at night. Uh, I, old guy I, like me. I no mean, kidding. It's long past your bedtime. Well, it's past tapioca time, and it's about ready to turn the lights off and fall asleep. That's right. But don't kid yourself. It's still 84 degrees out there. Oh, it's it's thick too. Yep. Uh, so we had uh, we had 95 degrees, I think, today. We got 101 tomorrow and 101 on Wednesday. And is uh, that without the heat index or with the heat index? Because that's they, without. That's that's real. That's real like temperature. Like 110 out yep. here and stuff. So out at the Cox Ranch, they had 100 today, 101 tomorrow, and 99 Ooh. on Wednesday. But uh, want to hear something crazy? You go up to International Falls, 63 today. It's chilly fall day 73 tomorrow 75 on wednesday they don't even know about us down here in the no. south you go the out south to, a southern yeah southern or south of the mason dixon uh over lake tomahawk uh wisconsin i picked lake tomahawk because it's, it's really fun right. to say i mean not it's not as fun as oconomowoc but right. i mean it's it's second place but uh, 74 today, 77 tomorrow and 89 on wednesday so ah. we're just kind of over here in the bubble we really are. I mean, it's so hot. It's a hot bubble. It's so hot down in Mullen, Nebraska, that they could put some uh, candles in that cake truck and have a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, It's nasty stuff. hot. Yeah, it is. It's not even any fun. Like, you're out there for a little bit, and you are already got to change T-shirts because you've already sweated through it. It's just crazy. I mean, you know, if it's middle of July, it's like, oh, yeah. Right. I mean, we're yeah, closing in right. on September now. Like, this is... But it always It's seems, supposed to break records uh, tomorrow. Right. It always seems to get this way, like, right when school starts. All of a sudden, we'll get, like, a nice cool week, and it's like, oh, everybody's like, oh, all right. And all of a sudden, it's like, yep, school's starting. Let's make it 100 degrees out, so... That's good for you guys. Well, it is. I mean, I'm not complaining. My gym is always cold anyways. I'll still have long sleeves on in the gym and yeah. everything like that. Rough. So, Real just rough. Just roughing it out, you know? Yep. But uh, poor kids can't go outside for recess because too hot for them. Ooh. <laughs> I'll get them when they come in from recess and they'll just be bawling. Oh, I'm tired. My my son's school doesn't even have air conditioning right. where your wife works. And, oh, uh, they they got it in in certain parts. No, they got like there's only two classrooms that have it now. Don't have it now. Oh, really? Yeah, this summer they did a big renovation. Okay. Added, so, I, I was added, actually thinking, like, oh, geez, like Grady, still talking, Grady won't even have school his first day of school. But they're still talking about having early outs on Thursday and Friday because uh, of the heat. So, Well, that's good. That's good. But I mean, know. I remember back when we were kids, I mean, it oh, used to be God. 200 degrees, and we had to walk 50 miles each way, you know. You had you, you had classes out in the middle of fields. Right, yeah. yeah. There was no shade. <laughs> <laughs> trees weren't uh, trees didn't grow back then no nope. but uh well they grew they just didn't have no leaves that's right that's right <laughs> all right guys uh, episode 230 is brought to you as always by dakota angler in sioux falls south dakota the absolute best bait shop there is uh you can find them on the north side of sioux falls on benson benson road benson road uh um stop on out there and uh Get big, uh, big box store selection at a small town uh, mom and pop shop. That's right. Um, this week uh, online, they've got all G Loomis rods, thirty percent off. Uh, discount applied at checkout uh, when you're online. Uh, and also, don't forget uh, uh, 
uh, when it's 101 degrees tomorrow, uh, think long and hard about that Ice Institute. Yeah, I really started thinking about it. <laughs> the Ice Institute, November 10, 11, and 12. Uh, make plans to attend. Uh, I can tell you right now, I'm uh, I'm freaking ready for ice fishing. I'm, I'm jacked for the Ice Institute. Yeah? I'm, I'm getting really excited about the Ice Institute. Just Are you jacked about ice fishing? Not jacked about ice fishing yet. You're not jacked about ice fishing? Not yet. Just I'm, the Ice this, Institute. But I will I will admit, I will admit that I'm a little bit more excited this year for ice fishing than I have been in years past. Really? Just because we've done, you know, we've done it more. Yep. We've talked about it now. Ice fishing is a little bit more like, uh, you can get more people out. Yep. yep. You know, it's a little bit more user-friendly, if I want to say, yep. if that's kind of what it is, or like group you can, you know, there's usually when we go, it's not like solo and stuff yep. like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm in school, you're working. So then it's on the weekends and it's like, we all are able to go and it's like, we work around it. So then we all go together and uh, there's something about that. Yep. But the ice Institute, I'm looking yeah, forward to kick off to ice season is, to see everybody, you, you know, bet. see all the new deals, check out all the new products and everything like that. Yep. So. It's, uh, it's become the, uh, the second biggest, I believe, uh, show in the nation. And uh, if you're within, hell, if you're within five, six hours, uh, it's going to be worth your time to come on down. A lot of really hot deals, um, a lot of a lot of big names, and uh, I don't know. It's just a, uh, it's it's just laid back. It's a hell it's of a lot fun of fun. Show. It is. It is a fun show. Everybody at every booth is very approachable. If you got yep. questions for them. Go up there and get them answered. If they can't answer them, they're going to find somebody that can answer them for you. Yep, or and they'll just, just make something up. <laughs> right. That's just what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and they got, you know, killer great deals there. I yep. mean, your best time of year, the best spot to buy your stuff, don't wait. Because we always say that if you're like, oh, I'll just buy it later on. Chances are you're probably not going to find a better price or even the product. So. Well, you're going to get it cheaper there than what you can get online. Yeah. And the best part about it is uh, if you're interested in a new ice shack, go to the clam booth, go to the otter booth, go to the Eskimo booth, and there everybody's going to have every single model that they have yeah. You know, set up. You're going to be able to, to check it all out. Oh, you want a suit? Go over to Striker. Go yeah. over to, you, you know, try Ice all Armor. The, all the different ones Exactly. On like, find you know. out the benefits of each one of them. Yep. Get the deals. Talk to the people that uh, are experts on them. And uh, uh, there, there's no other place that you can do all that, you know, in one spot. Uh, whatever. It, it's uh, it's uh, worth your time to uh, to head there if you're in the market for anything. But uh, and, if you have a, and if you have a product that you want to sell and you want to yeah. have a booth, get a hold yep. of those guys. It's a great place to showcase your you know, your stuff and get it out there into the consumer's hands. So. Yep, exactly. So, um, otherwise, uh, you know the code, uh, dirtbag at checkout at www.dakotaangler.com. Uh, they've got a lot of hot deals going on. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're uh, interested in some ice stuff, uh, get some ice stuff before it starts uh, flying off the shelf. And you got to think at, uh, you know, at this time of the year, some of that open water stuff's going to start getting discounted also. Uh, so yep. keep your eyes open for that. But, uh, Matt, uh, shoreline etiquette, you kind of had a, a run in, uh, not, not necessarily not a run in, but just uh, something that kind of like just made me think a little bit the other day when I was down fishing at the river, you know, we're down there a lot and people come down and start fishing. And, uh, sometimes I think people think that when you're fishing on the shoreline, like you're standing in a spot fishing, you're just casting straight out the whole time. Like over right. and over repeating the same cast right down. And there's no current. You. Right. Like, and then that's where it's going to be because. You know, you have it sometimes where people will come down. And most of the times, at least for us, I know, like if we go down there and somebody's fishing, we're not going to walk up within 
10, 15 feet of them and just start casting and start fishing and stuff like that. We know like more than likely they're going to be casting in, you know, kind of a 180 degree yep. direction yep. Out in front of them, you know, out that. I mean, you get some guys that even cast behind them onto the shore, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, I was down there fishing and we have stepping stones down in our, underneath of the big dam in our park. And I was standing on those and I was kind of casting from side to side and, you know, just kind of doing the fan cast. And I was the only one down there and this guy showed up with a bunch of equipment and I could tell he was going to go catfishing. And, uh, he had a cast net out and he started like throwing that around and it was kind of like, all right. And then pretty soon he came out onto the stepping stones where I was. Now there's not a big area. I mean, you can right. definitely cast across that area right there and cover a lot of ground. And I mean, he got within about, I don't know, 20 feet of me, I suppose. And he was throwing out that cast net like over and over and all over the place. And kind of, it just got me thinking, I was just kind of like, man, it's like, you could tell that I was fishing right here. Now that's creating a lot of commotion in the water and everything, but it's just like, I don't know. It bugged me a little bit. Um, it was just like, Hey, like you couldn't just go downstream a little ways. There's a couple of holes down there that there's probably more bait at, but, or to the other side, like he could have walked around to the other side and been, you know, totally clear and not even, you know, in my way or even close to being in the way, but it was just kind of like, and then I like wanted to leave, but I couldn't leave cause he was standing on, like he was right there in the way. To These get stepping and, stones, it's, it's one way out and right, one way off. Right. Yeah. And it's not like I was like, oh, I guess I could pop my shoes and socks off and step down in the water and go around him but it was just like man so i just kind of stuck there and i was just so it just kind of got me thinking like man it's like it's hot out here i want to go home and this guy's just out here trying to get some bait yep you know and it it goes to that deal you know there there's always that uh well it's public water you're right it is uh you know was the guy doing anything illegal uh i don't know i guess i'm not 100 percent sure the rules on cast netting but uh um you know i'm i'm gonna assume no uh, you know, he was not doing anything illegal, but, uh, you know, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of one of those deals. Uh, uh, you know, I think obviously if you'd get that guy in, in one of those situations where you'd be like, Hey, you know, if I came and did that right next to you, you know, would you like it? Well, no, you're right. And neither did I. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, uh, is it illegal? No. Um, is it ethical? Uh, I'm not sure, but, uh, um, you know, it just, I don't know. It's just probably not the right thing to do. And, and, uh, I guess anyone that's, that's, uh, spent much time, you know, at this river in particular, I mean, uh, I would say at the widest, you know, 40, 40 yeah, yards. Right. Yeah. It doesn't you know, now, wide. now while it's pretty low, um, like you could walk, literally walk across it and probably in some spots, not never hit your knees. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, it's just one of those deals where, uh, you know, it's a public park. There's a lot of shoreline there, uh, but he decided 20 feet from you was the right. best spot and he for wasn't it. Even like it wasn't like if he would have like got some rods out and cast it out there, I'd been like whatever. You know, he's cast like he's fishing for catfish right here. But just the casting it, I mean, it was like I said, it was just when that lands, it covers up a big space and it just yep. kind of stirs everything up and kind of creates a lot of commotion. So it was just like. Ah oh, man, you couldn't like like I said, you couldn't went downstream like I know I see some spots right here where I could tell you to go get some bait fish, but yep. you know, I didn't want to be that guy and like act like I own the river or anything like that and tell him to get the hell out of there, but Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I don't know. It it uh maybe it, it, maybe it's it was, tough. 
Maybe since it was hot out, I was just a little extra crabby or something. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I've had it before where I get down there to the river and I see somebody, uh, you know, say at the little dam and it's like, you know, you kind of see them down a little bit farther and it's like, well, I think I could pick apart this part, you know, right. up here and, you know, they're 30 yards downstream, you know, I should be good. And, you know, you kind of get down there and you kind of see them look over at you and it's like, ah, you know, am I closing in a little bit too much? Because I've also been the guy that, uh, you know, sits there, you know, closer to the dam and, you know, you kind of cast around there and man, nah, I'm going to go a little bit farther down here. And next thing you turn around, you right. know, going to walk back up there and all of a sudden there's a person yeah. there and it's like, son of a gun, like, you know, yeah, yeah, well, you know. I've, I've probably closed in on people and, and I've had people close in on me. I don't know. Like you say, it's, it's, it's public water. Uh, you know, I mean, somebody I mean, can come, somebody can come two foot from right. you and start casting around and, and le legally there's, there's nothing there, but, uh, it's just kind of one of those deals. Like, is it, is it the right thing? And like you said, like I had never seen this guy down there before, so I don't know how much he's ever fished down there. If he, I mean, if you're new to it and you don't really understand it a whole lot, I mean, it seems like our young guys, our young kids that are down there fishing all the time kind of understand the river etiquette more than right. some of these other people because we yep. had a situation and a few weeks ago when we had some people down there fishing and had like catfish, carp, you know, lines cast out and we were on one side of the river, but like you said, you can cast to the other side and that's where the deeper water was. So we were fishing that hole and the kids that are always down there fishing, they come walking down to that other, on that bank that we were fishing across to. And I was like, Oh, these guys aren't going to like, do they realize our lines are right in there and stuff like that? And they knew, I mean, and they just kept on walking, right. I mean, yep. they kept walking down. So, I mean, it is, it's one of those things. And it just, it, like I said, it was just kind of a talking point, just kind of like, yep. you know, spark my interest a little bit and just see what everybody else feels about it. Right. Another thing uh, you and I had talked about uh, and just texting back and forth uh, before the show is uh, um, techniques that are popular, uh, you know, with, with other people around the upper Midwest here, but uh, just not that popular with us. Right. And, uh, you know, you you and I were texting back and forth, and uh, I think you had actually talked to one of our listeners uh, and was kind of talking to him about some of the tex techniques that he was using, and he was kind of asking you some of the techniques that you use, and uh, they just weren't, uh, um, you know, they, they definitely weren't the same. You know, both people are having success on it in their own different ways, but uh, um, just not uh, – uh, you know, not, uh, the same between you two. So, uh, you know, you and I were texting back and forth talking about it. And, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess I'll just go right ahead. And, you know, I mean, I realize that this is more of a bass fishing deal and there's a lot of walleye fishermen uh, listening, but I've never personally caught a fish on a topwater. Yeah. You know, I know that there's a lot of people, you know, oh man, it's frog season. Oh man, you yeah. know, we've got to start throwing, they're hitting the top water. I just saw Dan Spangler had some banner day, 25 plus pounds of, right. of, of top water smallmouth. And I've never, I mean, <laughs> I, I've not, you know, I can't sit here and say that I've really put in a lot of time doing it. Um, but I have, I have, uh, um, tossed it a couple times, you know, probably, four times in my whole entire life at times when fish were biting on other stuff, but, uh, I've just never personally had any luck with it. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about jigging wraps and, and, you know, right. whatever, not something never. I've ever caught a fish on. And, and to top that off, just straight up crankbaits in general. Like, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, I, 
I, I dare say the only fish I've truly caught on crankbaits ever in my whole entire life was uh, I went uh, trolling for walleyes with my buddy Tanner, and and he uh, he threw a bunch of uh, Salmore hornets on you know on some line counter reels or whatever. We caught the snot out of them. Right. Guess yeah. what? Never done it myself. <laughs> never once. And no. never really casted for, with them or anything like that. Hell, Just I don't. To... I probably own less than twelve crankbaits. Yeah. Seriously. Like, well, I don't even think about it. It's crazy. I have all kinds of, I have all kinds of different crankbaits, but do I, like you said, how often do I cast them? Not very often. Yeah. Same way with, same way with jerk baits. I have a whole box dedicated to jerk baits, but I never throw them. Like right. this, this year is actually the first time I've ever really got into throwing them more and more. And again, it's one of those deals where a lot of times if you don't catch a fish on, like you always give these things a try, but also you don't catch a fish within like the first five or six minutes of it. You're just kind of like, eh, I'm going to switch over to the something that you're more, you just always yep. go back to your comfort yep. thing. I guess for me, what's brought it up is, you know, everybody's always talking about throwing a wacky rig for bass, you know, always yep. throwing a wacky rig. And, uh, it just, it did. It got me thinking like, you know what? I've never like truly, I've had them tied on before, but I've never thrown it. And I've never really dedicated and taking the time to throw it and you hear people all the time like oh man we killed them on the wacky i mean we caught like 80 some bass on the wacky rig and i'm just like no <laughs> it's like yeah I, I, I and i have all kinds of sinkos but i just fish them different ways you know i yep. you know i'd rather texas rig it weightless and throw it out there and let it flutter down that way compared to wacky rigging it or i will wacky rig a worm on a drop shot right but just throwing a weightless wacky rig out there i just never really ever do it yep and there's just like all kinds of different techniques like that when you start to think about it when it's involved with fishing that it's like you know i've never done it like three-way rigging for rigging for walleyes i've i've got the stuff to do it and i told myself the one time i'm gonna do it never done it yeah so it's just it's just kind of crazy how like you have that stuff and you know eventually you just got to kind of force yourself to do it sometimes yep yeah i don't know i uh uh if I, if I'm going to be honest with you, I could get away with three bass baits for the whole entire rest of my life. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, 90% of the time I'm going to throw a chatter bait, 8% of the time I'm going to throw a drop shot and that other 2%, I'm probably going to throw a, a wacky rig. And that's just in those situations where I feel like the bait or the bass are, are up shallow, kind of in some, in, in some sort of cover and I can't throw my chatterbait in there right. really like how I want to. And, you know, there's too many weeds to uh, to throw a drop shot. So I'm going to throw – because that's all I really know how to do. You, you <laughs> no, know, I, I mean, know, I know just, exactly what you're saying. Just it's one of those it's deals. But also what you're comfortable with. Yep, yep. I mean, and so uh, – I don't I, feel like I can screw it up. <laughs> no. Right. I just It just got me thinking, and, like, there's a lot of different things like that that – I mean, I'm sure the listeners right now are thinking, well, you know what, they're – you know, hopefully they're thinking, you know what, those guys are right, like, I've never really done one of these things, and I really shouldn't. And again, the funny thing is, usually we always have all the gear to do it. We just never do it. Yep. I, you know, I'm I'm really one dimensional when it comes to, you know, fishing all the way across the board. You know, when it gets down to ice fishing, I can I can do all my ice fishing with two jigs. Right. You don't need a big like my big my tackle box for ice fishing isn't. I was going to say if all. I if I've got some small tungsten jigs black small right. black tungsten jigs and uh the gold and red leech flutter spoon i'm pretty much set those two right there <laughs> you can keep everything else yep. like i'm I, I don't need it 
Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. I mean. Yep. Yeah, that is what it is. But uh, Bassmaster Elite Series uh, this last week, um, Koyo Fujita. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right, but uh, obviously Japanese angler uh, gets the win on Lake Champlain. Um, but a couple of the uh, couple of these Midwestern guys did really well. Uh, past guest Jay Shakurit came home in fifth. Uh, Austin Felix from uh, up in Minnesota came home in ninth. And uh, um, I think Pat Schlopper, Wisconsin angler, uh, had a good tournament. Like I think 18th. he was like in 20th yeah, or, yeah, 18th. Like um, good finish there. And, uh, um, yeah, the the northern guys uh, did did well. Um, you know, I, I guess as they should, uh, being uh, um, a northern fishery over there in New York. But uh, one more uh, tournament to go to, uh, to finish off the Bassmaster Elite Series uh, year. And that's on uh, the St. Lawrence River. Uh, it's going to be an absolute smallmouth beatdown, I'm yeah. sure of it. It's going to be uh, fun to watch. It will. It will be really fun to watch. And uh, um, Jeremy Clausen uh, moving in uh, on Rich Lindgren. Uh, Rich, I wouldn't say stumbled. Uh, he definitely didn't stumble this week. Uh, had had a decent showing, but Jeremy really did good. But uh, as of right now, Rich is leading the, uh, the fantasy fishing for uh, the Midwest Angler podcast. And then over on the drain in the lakeside, our buddy past guest Chris Miller from over in the Okaboji area, number one in the world. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Going into the last tournament. Going in, and yeah, you got to think that he's got a you know pocket full of aces going into that one. I would he think saved, so. He uh, he's he's, he's knowledgeable enough. I feel it. like uh, I feel like he's going to keep all the best uh, the Johnston boys and and everyone else for this one. So, so hopefully, you know, hopefully we can walk away with a champion in our. That'd be incredible. That'd be I don't awesome. know. I don't know what he wins, but uh, um, you know, I, I I know that one of them's like a fishing trip with Zona. That might be the actual. Uh, it might that be drain be, the lake. That Can you imagine be, Chris Miller and Zona out there together? Just, that would be awesome. That would be way cool. That way would, cool. Yeah, that's now I'm really pulling for him to do. Yep. I'm so. in the top. I think I'm in like a thousand. Uh, I was in the top thousand. Really? On drain the lake, like it's crazy. Like I can pick good guys for that, but then my fantasy teams i just kind of crap the bed i don't know i'm just i'll, I'll be honest i've been sucking high and tit on all of them this year <laughs> so uh um whatever it is what it is i don't even care but um you got anything else matt or are we gonna are we gonna end this one short i don't know i i mean I'm trying to think what else we got going on here in the fishing world did you see some of that crazy like they had a blow day yep at the yep. series 45 did, mile an hour wind yeah did you hear like some of the, like fighters spearing the wave and like the cameraman the camera got all drenched and everybody really like, seth was just probably like laughing probably didn't even put a cigarette out yeah and, pissed off that his cig got wet yeah but, but uh those days sometimes it's all right when they do that and get uh championship monday yeah I don't, I don't mind that no i kind of like that and i kind of liked that kind of makes the work day go a little bit faster i mean have it playing in the background i mean still doing my work not watching just listening yeah know, right and, right yeah yeah i understand you know how that goes Yep. so no otherwise uh i don't know we might uh well i i got i'll come out and uh Thank you, all the listeners. Uh, these last few episodes have been absolutely incredible. Um, that Dwayne Jelm episode is uh, easily the biggest episode we've ever done. Uh, Max Wilson isn't very far behind it. Uh, um, the Tim Hilbert episode's doing really good. Um, yeah, I, I was a little bit worried after we took two weeks off. Uh, 
Um, sometimes you kind of get out of the algorithms and, uh, um, you know, takes a little while to start battling back. And, uh, uh, this time it did not, <laughs> we no. are, we're, uh, we're freaking rocking, uh, the most listens we've ever had on the show. And, uh, you know, obviously that helps when you're getting good guests, but, uh, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, but, maybe since it's a hundred degrees outside too, nobody has anything better to do but then to. I freaking believe that. Be a dirtbag and listen. Yep. So, um, yeah, whatever. We appreciate that out of all you guys. Uh, if you haven't hit the subscribe button and uh, you know hit the like button, that all uh, obviously helps us out quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It that's uh, it's going good right now. So yeah, yeah we. App- you had a little fun this weekend, didn't you? Didn't you get to do something that was kind of interesting helping kids in the outdoors yeah yep yep uh i did on saturday morning uh, i taught a hunter safety course here in lyon county uh just north of uh, rock rapids at our local gun club um uh i believe this is my fifth or maybe even sixth year being a hunter ed instructor for quite a while yep uh yeah fifth or sixth year uh it's a it's cool deal um every other year you gotta go and uh do a uh, an instructor workshop. It's a it's a really simple deal. You can do it either on a Saturday morning or sometimes uh, I've done it both on Saturday mornings and like a random Tuesday night. Um, you just get together and uh, um, I don't know. It's it's pretty pretty easy going. They just talk about you know new laws that you know have been changed and uh, whatever else. But uh, it it doesn't take an incredible amount of time here in Lyon County. We only do uh, um, one. Uh, hunter safety course a year uh, we limit it to 25 uh, people we could uh, 25 kids we could make it a little bit higher uh, if we needed to but we've never needed to uh, I believe we had 23 on Saturday morning and uh, yeah it was uh, it was good all the kids uh, I've never had the rowdy kids but I have heard stories about the kids that show up and just want to be on their cell phone and, and right. uh, you know going to tell the tell the teachers that they don't really need to be paying attention but uh it was fun knows more than the instructor yeah there's always those but uh no uh i i've never i've never ran into them uh everything's been good uh as long as i've been an instructor but uh just a cool way to uh to give back to the uh to the outdoor community obviously these kids uh you know are just uh just youth hunters this year but uh they're the you know they're the ones that we're going to be sharing the field with you know for the next 50 years you know and and uh so you know as long as they're well educated on safety and everything else uh you know it makes it uh a safer place for me and my family to you know to be out there and hunting uh you know it's it's nothing too tough uh um if you've got any questions about it uh reach out to me i'd be happy to to give you a little bit of information uh um you know you don't get paid it's a volunteer deal but uh I know I, I've never actually looked into it, but I know that there's a website where you can get a bunch of discounts on some outdoor, you know, from outdoor companies, I think like Under Armour and, and whatever. Um, and, and I think they're pretty solid discounts, but uh, um, I guess that's one way to, to get paid for your time. But otherwise, you know, it's just a few hours every single year. And um, yeah, like and I, I said, they're uh, always looking for oh, yeah. more and yep. more, especially yep, they are especially the younger ones because kind of the older generation guys that have done it for years are kind of getting to that age where they're giving it up and you know they need some other people to step up and take it over we had a guy this year that uh um this was his first year that he didn't come down and teach with us um mike coin from uh george iowa 
But I believe Mike had been uh, a hunter safety instructor for like 64 years. Wow. And uh, wow. They, they put his wife in hospice uh, this last week, oh, so he man. wasn't able to come down. And and uh, he had told us that this was actually going to be his last year. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> Mike, you've done your time. Yeah, right. <laughs> you've Let done your time. Over. Yep. yep. But, uh, um, you know, right now my uncle Bill is the head instructor here uh, for, for Rock Rapids. And, uh, you know, I'm – Bill won't do it forever, so I guess uh, you know at some point in time it'll be, it'll be me, and hopefully we got a couple other younger guys to uh, to come through, um, you know, and and help out with that because uh, you know it's uh, yeah it's it's something that uh, something that the community needs. So um, that's right. You know, got to have the volunteers to do it. When I used to teach in the high school, and we'd have we do our trap unit, yep. we'd go out to the gun club and shoot trap. It was just like, oh my gosh. I finally was like, no, nah. <laughs> these guys need gun, you know, they need firearm safety yeah. before we do any of this stuff. Cause some of the stuff I saw, Ooh man. <laughs> We're on borrowed time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. people, people using a gun as a rat, like sticking it on the ground and leaning on it. It's just you like, can't do that. Oh man. Oh Lord. It doesn't work. I survived. I how do don't you know? know how. You just well, never worked. done it. You it never. worked, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. remember you, when somebody asks you a question, you don't turn your whole body in the gun and look at everybody oh, with the, oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> turn your head and look back or yep. just listen <laughs> yeah but all right uh we'll uh we'll get into uh good news stories of the week brought to you by freedom brew the absolute best coffee shop uh, located over in larchwood iowa um if you're in the area i highly recommend that you swing on by there uh talk to austin talk to brianna talk to their helpful staff and uh, they got uh, when it comes to coffee, they're the experts. Uh, oh. They've got uh, they've got truly everything you can imagine um, going on in that little coffee shack. And uh, uh, hands down, it's the best there is. It is taste the freedom. That's taste what I the freedom. Say whenever somebody says have a taste like, of freedom. <laughs> yeah, you don't like that, then you get out. Yep. <laughs> yep. So uh, I checked out one of their. Uh, Emily got one of their koozies that they had like oh yeah the, yeah my wife's been my wife's like been that. uh wanting one of those but yeah, hasn't gotten one yet slick. emily's yep. pretty proud of that purchase she's like yep. this is this is pretty sweet she so. was proud enough she snapchatted me it. yeah i know <laughs> so yep uh yeah head over there larchwood iowa um if you're wondering where it is just look for the excavator with the american flag on top and look right across the road because that's where guy it's with at. the big beard that's Man, right he's got to be hot in this weather I mean, yeah he may be shaved for yeah. this one, one thing bit. about him, he could shave, and he'd have the, he'd have a big bushy one again by Saturday. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, he can grow a beard in a day. What I would take me thirty days yeah, I was to do. say he's, he doesn't have a five o'clock shadow. He yeah. has a five minute shadow. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, all right. Uh, so my uh, my good news story this week is actually kind of a cool one. Um, I believe I've I've talked about it I, uh, back here a few months, but. Uh, um, I'm, I'm just going to go through the whole entire story again. Uh, it was last year in September, um, a guy by the name of Eric Parks had posted a picture on Facebook oh, yeah. of this uh, White Oaks bait shop over at Okaboji. And I didn't know anything about it. I, I'll be honest, I really didn't even know who Eric was. But uh, he posted this uh, posted this picture and said it was at Okaboji. So I'm like, golly, what the hell is this? So I went on Google and typed in White Oaks Bait Shop, Milford, Iowa. And uh, 
here this flyer pops up, the same flyer that this Eric had posted the pictures of. And it was on eBay for like 30 bucks. And, uh, uh, you know, I knew my parents were uh, doing this new house over at Okaboji, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy this flyer and throw it in a frame and, you know, put it in my bedroom over there at Okaboji. How badass would that be? So I bought it, 30 bucks, and uh, got it sent over to me and, you know, whatever, didn't think anything of it. And uh, actually, before I ever even got it, uh, I had taken off on a business trip down to Las Vegas, and I'm sitting in the hotel lobby there, and uh, uh, I get this Facebook message from Eric Parks, and he says, hey, Scott, uh, did you happen to buy that... uh, uh, that white oaks deal on ebay because i had actually asked him about it like hey where was this you know whatever and i so i told him back you know yeah i did and he goes hey my parents actually owned that place uh um you know if you don't mind you know i'd I'd certainly like that thing back and so i was like well dude it's got no sentimental value to me like i had no clue even what it was just thought hey that'd be cool for the wall and uh, so I said, yep, you know, it, it's supposed to be getting delivered to my house tomorrow or whatever the case. Uh, uh, when I get back from Las Vegas, I'll shoot you a message and we'll meet up and I'll get it over to you. So I got back, uh, whatever, met up with Eric, um, you know, traded him that deal. And so he's actually the owner of Skins It. And uh, if you don't know what Skins It is, uh, it's a fish uh um, it, it separates the skin from the fish fillet, uh, you know, supposed to do a really nice clean fillet, whatever. And so he, he actually ended up trading me a skins it for that thing. So I came out smelling like a rose in that deal. Uh, hell when I did it, I didn't even know that this dude owned skins it, but, uh, whatever the case. Uh, so last week he shot me a message and he, he sends me this picture of, uh, two picture frames and it's got, uh, the, those, uh, flyers in them. And, uh, I was like, oh, cool. You know, you know, nice display or whatever. And he said, well, my wife actually had them photocopied and, and I told her to get two extra ones. So I got, I got some for you. Uh, what, you know, you up at Okaboji. I said, well, yeah, actually I am up at Okaboji right now. He said, I'm on my way. So, uh, he drove over and gave me two, uh, photocopied ones. Uh, look, they, they've, they've got the weathered look on them too. Like they're super badass. And, oh, uh, that's cool. so yeah, he gave me two of them. I tried to pay him for, uh, you know, for, uh, you know what it costs to print them. And he, he absolutely refused and whatever, just, uh, absolutely a super, super cool dude. And I've actually talked to him about being on the podcast. He owns a, a Canadian resort, uh, fishing resort, uh, up in, I think it's Ontario. Um, I mean, him and his brother Perry have, have just been uh, big time fishermen, uh, in the Okaboji area and, and kind of all over, um, you know, started the skins at company, you know, like I said, their parents owned a bait shop. They've been guiding and, and cleaning fish and whatever. Um, just really has a neat story. Cause that day when I actually gave him that flyer, I think we ended up sitting out there for like three hours <laughs> and, and talking, but, uh, you no, Yeah. Right. Like, I, I had met my match with him. I mean, we both, uh, it just kept on going. So, uh, I've talked to him, uh, you know, I talked to him the other day again, when he dropped off those photocopied, uh, flyers and, Talk to him about being on, and he he sounds interested. So maybe that might be next week's episode. But uh, like I said, he's just really got a cool story, and uh, 
um, just a super, super nice, fantastic dude. And, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Yep. I, I think that was my good news story here, you know, <laughs> six months ago, but, uh, now that he dropped off two photocopy deals, kind of story, yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's a good One news story good again. Deed, so, you know, get yeah. That, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool that's deal. Really cool. I guess mine, I'm going to give, uh, my good news story is, uh, Josh Heitkamp and his wife. They That's had right. How did wife, I forget that? His wife was super pregnant last week. Well, guess what? Mega she, pregnant. Mega pregnant. Mega pregnant. Mega pregnant. <laughs> yep. And well, she's not mega pregnant anymore. Nope. So <laughs> nope. Uh, we got uh, Jack Joseph yep. Heitkamp. Yeah. Uh, brand new bait shop employee. Right. Uh, well, pretty I, sure they Todd got the already, name name tag uh, printed out. Right. And, Todd. Todd already had a snap up of their oldest one pushing them down the hallway and stuff like that. So he's already working harder. Both kids are already working harder than Josh. So what <laughs> <laughs> of the employee? I, I heard Todd board. called into the hospital and said, let that kid go. I, I need him right. to be scooping minnows tomorrow. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and they did. They did. So I'm pretty sure tomorrow, uh, you want to go in and uh, get the get the two minute fishing report. Uh, Jack Joseph will go ahead and give that to you tomorrow. <laughs> that's so. right. Um, um, you can't argue with him either. No, uh, that's right. And uh, I guess another one too is uh, Big Dirt Bag listens to a lot of our shows. Listen to all of our shows. Always sharing it on Facebook and stuff like that. Nick Fulton, he got himself a bike. He's starting to get into the exercising and stuff. Hold like on, that. and he's riding bike. Yeah, is he really? Yeah. So. <clears throat> I forgot to bring this up. I don't know how I forgot to bring this up in this whole entire episode, but I'm going to message Nick Fulton. So uh, uh, here, like probably two years ago, our buddy uh, Caleb Montag uh, sent out a text message to a bunch of guys, and he wanted to do a Biggest Loser competition. Yep. And so I was actually, I'm, I'm probably the heavy. I'm not probably. I am the heaviest I've ever been right now. And uh, it's just been on my mind, you know, here for the last, you know, month or two that, you know, Scott, uh, it's time to time to do this again. And, and I've done it a few times where, you know, I'll drop 35 pounds and, and get feeling good yep. again or whatever. And then slowly but surely you eat 12 cheeseburgers a day and, you know, you gain it back. So uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just at that point where I was like, you know what, uh, I'm going to put it out to the listeners uh, to do a Biggest Loser competition and uh, – uh, I think how we would do it is maybe have it be like an eight week competition, maybe start, uh, um, you know, here next week or two weeks from now, probably two weeks from now to kind of let the, the word get out. Um, but, uh, uh, what, what we would do is you'd have your first weigh in. And, uh, so then every week, you know, you got to send in your, um, you got to send in your weight, uh, um, you know, the following Monday, you know, we started on a Monday, following Monday, you send yep. in your weight, following Monday, you send in your weight and I'll keep track of it and I'll, you know, do it on percentage of body, you know, so, yep. so, uh, you know, the, the 400 pound guy and the 120 pound guy, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, um, just kind of do that. And then maybe on the last few weeks, you don't actually tell people where they're at just so that so then, there's yeah. no cheating there yep. right at the yep. end. But, uh, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm assuming Nick Fulton may be game. You know, I hope he hasn't lost too much weight already off the top and well, I mean, I hope he has, but, uh, <laughs> uh you know, but I mean, no, I know you what know, you're saying. I know uh, what you're saying. So, so that, uh, 
you know, he he can kind of keep it on an even playing field or whatever. But uh, if it would be something that any of you guys would be interested in, uh, shoot us a message uh, and uh, we'll kind of yeah, see if I can get something started. You know, maybe a Facebook group off to the side and, yeah. and you know, have, you know, eight of us, 12 of us, whatever in it. Sometimes when you have people cheering you on. And, yeah. You know, holding you accountable. accountable. Right. Yep. You Sometimes know. it goes a little better. Yep. Uh, I would say maybe we'd start off and do, you know, I don't know, $10, $20 buy-in uh, all the way across the board, winner takes all, and uh, probably probably throw in a Dakota Angler gift card there uh, from the podcast crew uh, on top of it. But uh, um, like I said, if it's something that you guys would be interested in. Um, and it's, it's going to be a great time to do it because we're going to start, pretty soon we're going to be in that kind of that lull time in between, you know, ice fishing and open water fishing where you know it gets pretty crazy so all i know is that i want to i want to be in a little bit better shape by the time december rolls around for early ice well (laughs) a early ice b uh cox ranch mule deer hunting if uh if i've got to close in on it if i got a fool out there well i know i know right now if i tried to be crawling up a dang hill i'd look like somebody trying to do the worm that can't do the worm (laughs) you know what they call that right a dicky do. A dicky do. Yeah. My belly sticks out farther <laughs> than my dicky do. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> but uh, whatever. Uh, like I said, if any of you guys are interested, we call it the Dunlap. The Dunlap. Yeah, where your the belly, tire. Where you know your belly Dunlap over your belt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say belt buckle since we're talking about yeah. the cocks or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, if uh, if you're interested, shoot me a message. Uh, hopefully, we can get a few guys to do it. I wish I would have talked about it a little bit earlier on the show, but I didn't. But uh, maybe I'll put something out, uh, um, whatever. But, uh, yeah, if you're interested, shoot me a message, and uh, we'll get that going. So Right on. All right, uh, we'll call that an end to 2.30. Uh, like I said, hopefully maybe Eric Parks next week, uh, unless something wild happens in the fishing industry uh, in the meantime. But uh, um, who knows? Who knows? By next week, everything could change. That's right. So, all right, guys, we appreciate you, and we'll see you again next week. Later. Later.